We're about to have puppies. This is a podcast called The Sex in the City, the podcast. Yeah, it is. We talk about every episode of Sex in the City, don't we? In order of when they came out. And yeah, not my, out of order. Obviously. And my name's Addie. My name's Nathan. This episode is called Secret Sex. It's the sixth episode of season one and came out July 12th, 1998. And um, we... Normally what we do is we go through the episode, we do a synopsis, we talk about characters, we talk about other segments, but this week we're going to change things up a little bit and talk about, um, first off, the themes that we notice that Carrie normally has a theme that she's writing her her, uh, column about and all of the other plot points usually revolve around that. So we wanted to try that out and see how that worked. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a name for this one. Okay. I was thinking we could call it Pop the Question. Oh. Because, you know, it's like a lot of times she writes it in a question form. Yeah, I couldn't help but wonder. Yeah, but that's another segment of ours. <laughs> well, that's what we say whenever we're asking questions. Do I don't do, know. Yeah, no, I like Pop the Question, though, because for this episode, for example, is it wrong to have sex on the first date? Does it set you up for failure? What That's are right. That's one of them. Rules. What are the rules? And then there's another one which she literally types, which is: Was secret sex the ultimate form of intimacy since it existed in a pure state, exempt from the judgment of the world, or is it just another way in which we deny our feelings and emotionally compartmentalize our lives? Ooh, that's deep. So they got both. We got yeah, they got the secret sex, and also I like that the rules about the first first date and everything. Yeah, and in this episode, they're kind of intertwined, these two themes. A lot of times, I've noticed already in the past um, few episodes we've done, the themes are kind of like um, mutually exclusive, but I think that these two themes work really well together and the plot points do align. But I could change my mind by the time we start talking about it. (laughs) That's your right. And I was thinking maybe we should just revisit this at the end and then we'll answer it too. Okay. Or, you know, somewhere toward the end so that so that we've like make sure that we've answered them by the end, at least for ourselves. But I also wanted to mention that this episode is written by Darren Starr and directed by Michael Fields. And we've got rid of our segment where we talk about the like filmmaking. But I do want to say that this one, there is like a lot of movement in the camera. And I think that it's well-directed. He's mostly just like a TV director, it looks like, from his IMDb, but I liked the direction of Michael Fields in this one. Well, it's interesting you say that because it is the first time that this series has been directed by a male director. So you would like that. I think that's what it was. It was just that. He's got that. Um, there's a lot of like s- s- testicles on the screen. <laughs> or big white dicks. Yeah. Which you, mean, little- you mean Mr. Big? <laughs> Yeah. And um, turns out also Mike Fisher. Yeah, that's right. Mike Singer. Yeah, Mike Singer. Same diff. It's a different job, though. (laughs) Is that what all those names came from, right? Like the old names would be like, oh, you know, Smith. It would be like, oh, you're a blacksmith. And Singer and Fisher, you do God knows what. What would would yours be? Mine? Yeah. Speech. If I had a. Speaker. Uh. Yeah, McTalkie. McTalkie. Nathan McTalkie. Nah, Nathan (laughs) McTalkie. Go home, you're drunk. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's let's, uh, go into a segment we call Carrie's Laptops. The Deeps. Promise to tell me everything. Yeah, so many names. And this is, at least this time, I got it from sexinthecity.fandom.com slash wiki slash secret underscore sex. That's probably too many (laughs) things, but you want to google it that's what it is um i took mine from the imdb page but i did not proofread it so let's read both and see which one makes sense at all (laughs) okay cool you want to read yours first okay carrie put asides oh we're already not making sense (laughs) that's the same one i have i think oh really okay great same typo yeah 
Um, put aside her misgivings about a photo session. Is this what you have? Yep. Okay, so we'll 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 take turns. Yeah. Um, for a promotional picture for her columns to go on buses because she was allowed to keep the sexy dress which she wears on her first official dinner date with Big and has sex against Charlotte's Victorian restraint rules. <laughs> that was one sentence. <laughs> her friend Mike Singer found an ideal sex partner in sales clerk Libby Bialik. 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 But prefers to keep the affair discreet as she wouldn't do as life partner. <laughs> Carrie realizes and resents being resents being bigs till she confronts him. Miranda <laughs> meets 32-year-old sports doctor Ted Baker by punching him in gym class. <laughs> Kicking, excuse me. They become fine sex partners, but when he learns she found in his flat his secret passion, spanking videos which the other girls regard quite differently, he walks out for. Good. Good. Oh, I didn't copy that. (laughs) (laughs) Charlotte recalls her Hasidic, oh, Hasidic, ex-lover, Shmuel, an artist. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I don't don't have any more, actually. So if you have... No, that's it. That's all I have. Oh, okay, cool. Wow. That's great. (laughs) So let's, let's, let's unpack this. So basically, Carrie is at a photo shoot because she's going to try and promote her column by having her photo on the side of a bus. Right. And they give her this little dress to wear that's kind of like nudie colored, right? Or I don't know. Yeah, nude colored. It is nude and it's like satin or silk. Isn't it racist to call that nude, though? Well, because Carrie's wearing it. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it is, but is it, it's, is it, it's like is it nude? Depending on who's wearing it, yeah. It's like tannish beigeish. Okay, and uh, yeah, she gets it to keep it, and then that's like the whole start is just her getting those photos. But then it kind of goes into her talking about the the big date with Mister Big, and she says all of her friends are losers that want to just listen in on this. <laughs> yeah, so they're coming over um, to help her get ready for the date, and they're all telling her like different ideas of what she should do and when she should have sex. And um, basically it's kind of, it's almost becoming predictable at this point, which is like part of the fun of the show is like, we know that Charlotte's going to say, you have to keep him in a holding pattern. Miranda's going to say like, Oh, maybe like the third or fifth date. And Samantha's like, I don't, it doesn't matter. You can have sex whenever you want. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about, Friendship never goes out of style, all the ladies. The only thing I had different was that Miranda said, also, forget the math, just don't f*** on the first date and you're fine. That's a good way to live. Yeah, but she doesn't do that. She does <laughs> She does do the one thing she wasn't supposed to do, apparently. Oh, no. Um. Okay, yeah, so we're going to be talking about friendship never goes out of style. So, Miranda, let's start with Miranda. Okay. So that's Miranda's take on that, but she, it seems like ends up breaking that rule as well when she kicks a guy in the head while he's holding her bag during kickboxing class. Thank you for clarifying that because the (laughs) synopsis we just read just Mm -hmm. didn't really give us a good idea of what was going on. Yeah, it's like she just ran over and punched somebody and and then got a date out of it. Yeah, what a it, date loser. It is why are you hitting yourself. <laughs> it is kind of cute how they met, and you know he's kind of like plays it off, and then asks her out for a real date, and then she spends the night. And after in the morning, she decides to go through his things. Not okay, by the way. No, not okay at all. Um, getting trusted with your, you know. Letting someone stay in your house, it's like the worst thing they could do other than like literally robbing you. It's pretty bad. Like, I uh, I don't know. And also, like, it's six o'clock in the morning when he leaves. And I don't know why she, like, just doesn't go back to sleep. Instead, she, like, hops up and goes through his underwear drawer. I mean, yeah, and she has to go to work that day. It's not like, I don't know how far away this is from her house. But, like, she has plenty of time before she goes to work because he says he's going to call her at work. Yeah. So... 
But yeah, and then she she finds a tape that's all about the Spanx. What was it called? Spanked in all caps. Spanked. Spanked. Yeah. And, you know, she immediately invites Carrie over to watch it there. Is that what happened? No, she has it at. I'm pretty sure she has it at Carrie's apartment. Would she go back? She leave the door unlocked? Does she have a key? How'd she get it back into his house? No idea. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, and this is exactly the problem with having your porn on VHS. <laughs> yeah, you can't password protect that drawer. Yeah. You can't incognito that. Yeah, tape. incognito browser. You cannot do that with that. <laughs> and so she basically says that they're basically kink shaming him. And, like, for a kink that isn't even that kinky. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. So. Well, I guess it is kind of kinky. Be- not because doing it is kinky, but because it, that seems like that's the whole video. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, a lot of things aren't as kinky if they're, like, a part of foreplay or, yeah, or whatever. But if that's if that's what it is, that's all it is, then that is more more niche, we'll say. Yeah. And, um. Then the next time we see Miranda, she's with this guy again. Um, what's his name? Oh, uh, Ted, Ted Baker. Ted Baker. She's with Ted again, and she does the unthinkable, which is to bring up the fact that he likes spanking. Like, that is so weird. First of all, it's weird because, like, she went through his things to find that. Yeah. But it's like... I guess she's trying to just make him think that that's something she's into, but that's weird. I mean, it's weird that she would just bring it up like that then, but it's like, it's strange because she does the wrong thing, just bringing it up, but she has to go through a journey first of like saying, I don't want to date this person if they like that to being like, oh, actually, I don't know. I'll try it. I'll be open-minded. And then she goes and blows it by, by bringing it up. But really she already blew it by looking through his stuff. Yeah, and it was brought up in such a weird way because he said something about, like, uh, kicking in the head. And she says, well, what about a slap on the butt or something like that? And it's like... Yeah, here, all I thought you wanted was a good spanking. (laughs) Ah! And then Ted is never to be found or never to be seen again. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. But, you know, also, if people do want to watch something like that, that doesn't mean that's what they want to do with other people. That's true. It's not okay to assume that. Yeah, that's very true. Um, you're Just because he had that VHS doesn't mean that he wants Miranda to slap his butt. No. And that's the moral but, of that story. But what should she have done? A, not looked through his stuff. B, now that she's already done that wrong, just try it by like giving him a, a, a little spank during their other stuff like it's like natural not yeah. not say let's do it as a thing you know yeah and also making a joke out of it yeah so many I mean, so she, many layers of wrong moves yeah plus she had sex with him on the first date and i think that was really the problem <laughs> if you ask charlotte which brings us to charlotte charlotte doesn't have a lot going on in this episode especially not in the present of this episode so charlotte's initial reactions on having sex on the first date is you should never because if you do then you're basically put into a category of just like buddies not like a relationship Mm -hmm. which is a common thought even now Mm -hmm. and so there's one person that she is embarrassed or decided to keep secret from other people and Samantha and Carrie want to hear more about it because Carrie has never heard about this person and it's a rabbi. It's not a rabbi. It's a Hasidic artist. <laughs> oh, they call him a rabbi. Yeah, I know, but then Charlotte says it's oh, a Hasidic artist, not a rabbi. Says, she says that. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I didn't know rabbis could ha- like have sex. I thought they had like an oath of chastity. I think it's uh, just because of the beard and the hair. They don't want to mess it up. <laughs> Yeah, the hat too, like the curls. Yeah, maybe. The hat stays on. That's what you tell them. Yeah, the hat stays on. Oh, no. Yeah, and- so it's just kind of a past tense story, but it's weird is because Carrie narrates everybody's stories, even if they're telling her, right? Yeah. Um, And so this is one that she's telling. So it's like, that makes sense because that's how the article is, where it'd be like, 
so-and-so had this and this happened and this happened. But then the Charlotte says, don't put it in your column. And then it cuts to Carrie writing, but also like the whole episode is kind of her column. That's what I always take it. Like when she's narrating, that's going to be part of her column that time if she's like describing somebody's experience. Yeah, I agree. And I guess like you would just have to know if you're friends with her that it would probably end up in the New York, um, what is it, New York Post. And it's kind of like Taylor Swift. Like if you date her, you know that she's going to write a breakup song about you. Yeah, uh, you're ready for it. Yeah, and yeah, that's it. So just don't break her heart. Exactly. And here's a piece of trivia for you. Lay it on me. The Hasidic artist, the actor's name is Glenn Fleshler. Ugh, it's a weird last name. Um, and he is in the show True Detective. Oh, cool. And have you seen True Detective? No, but I've seen of it. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you who he is in that show, but... The killer? Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Was it that obvious? Well, who else would be a secret? <laughs> I hope no one's listening who's, like, watching um, True Detective. Oh, no. Just forget what he looks like and you'll be fine. <laughs> no, you can... Here's the thing is that once you see him, like... Like, once I watch True Detective, every time that actor is in anything, you're like, I cannot unsee the shit that he did in True Detective. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. You should watch it regardless if you know or not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it, yeah, I'm not going to spoil who he is. He's just one of the detectives at the office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm no. not going to spoil it, but he is the grocery store clerk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm really not. I can't keep a secret. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's it's funny. Like with Charlotte, it's like it's such a weird question to ask someone. It's like, hey, what's uh, what's something you don't want to tell anybody? You tell me that. And Can you share a story of something that you don't want to share. <laughs> She's like, I can't believe you came down here to interrogate me at work. And it's like, yeah, you guys really had to go to downtown find her and then like ask to ask about this you couldn't wait until the bus party or whatever it's so fun that kind of energy and i think it's you know it's just kind of a thing with modern digital life and everything but like the, the times of my life where i had like when i was a kid and stuff where if i wanted to ask someone something i would just go to their house <laughs> it yeah. was so cool instead of like obviously now you just text them or even like calling what but it was like it's really like a pre everybody having cell phones time because because like you were like before it'd be like well you're gonna call them but they have to be home for you to call them or leave them a voicemail or it's like are there people there you have to talk to someone else or you have to like wait until you see them again and then you you know might forget mm -hmm. the question yeah so it's so fun that they like ran down there that just seems like like the most fun day ever to be like oh let's go to bug charlotte at her work and give her to get her to tell us a sex story yeah that is actually really cute and typical to Charlotte's fashion, this really story doesn't actually have any sex in it, really. Yeah. And it has art. It, this is like her second time in a row being alone in a room with an artist who's like trying to potentially take advantage of her. <laughs> yeah, I feel true. like sh this happens to her quite frequently with this line of work. <laughs> yeah. You know, Samantha really, she doesn't have any secrets. Therefore, she doesn't have a lot. She's just kind of a, a cheerleader. She's pouring a lot of beverages, pouring champagne on the street for them to see the bus, pouring wine while she's getting ready for her date. Just kind of like a cheerleader for having sex right away and all the time. And she, when Carrie's trying to figure out, hey, have you had sex with someone you're embarrassed of? She's like, well, this guy. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know. Carrie already knows all the details. So... Mm -hmm. Even though she has sex with a lot of people and a lot of them may be embarrassing, she is never ashamed and she likes to share all the details. And then I thought the endearing thing about that is that Carrie remembers all the details. Like, it's kind but, of yeah. sweet. Well, I was, I was kind of thinking, like, are they really good friends or is she just kind of a goldmine for Carrie's column? <laughs> Oh, yeah. She's I like, because every column, she's going to have some like relationship question that she can answer using her heart 
but then she also wants to put some dirty details on her because the column's called Sex in the City. Well, and that's another thing I thought of when, you know, I mentioned that each one of the characters sort of has a predictable outlook. And maybe it is just because that is the way that Carrie sees it. And mm. we're, we're only seeing it through Carrie's lens. And, you know, you can't really have complex characters in a newspaper column. You know, it has to be sort of like an entertaining or like a simplistic way of looking at things. So maybe that is like maybe it's a self-serving, self-serving relationships. That's interesting. Do you think that this show is really happening? I mean, it's not, obviously. Or is like, is this just the filmed version of her article (laughs) like everybody is the way she sees them or is this but i mean this show is just the film adaptation of her article so yeah it's like it's like each one of the characters is an embodiment of a school of thought or like a way of thinking about sex and like you know carrie sort of like wavers in between but never as extreme as charlotte never as extreme as Samantha and then Miranda always seems to be like the voice of reason or like the pretty straightforward intellectual thought process. So yeah, I do. Maybe it is, that is what it is. It's not actual relationships. It's figments of Carrie's imagination. Well, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, the articles were written about real people, but then she combined like they, when they made the show, they combined them into people that are kind of that. But I, I kind of think of them as like a triangle. You've got Samantha and Miranda and Charlotte as like a triangle and then Carrie kind of like walks between them and talks to them and is like closer to some of them at at each given time. But then also the thing that's cool about having the characters so defined is when they do something against their character, it's like notable. It's like, oh, we even this person went along with that one or like, you know, Miranda said, whatever you do, don't on the first date. But then she did that. You know, so yeah, it shows that she's not, you know, it's not really a, a rule so much. <laughs> well, and you don't really see necessarily a relationship between the three characters that are not Carrie. Like Carrie is obviously the one that binds them. So I think oh, the triangle is a really good way of looking at it because, you know, those corners never really connect or they they are so distant from each other in a way yeah you don't really see them hanging out like a lot of times carrie will get there and they're already hanging out but you don't actually get the sense that the other ones are friends as much and they did that in seinfeld where like there's an episode where jerry is not there and i think like george and elaine try to hang out just the two of them and it's like they have nothing to talk about like jerry's the glue that holds them together (laughs) yeah and in that like example it's sort of making fun of that fact or like making it kind of meta you know, because yeah. you'd imagine that would be the case. But then to actually write an episode about that, I don't think that that would happen in Sex in the City because it's not you're supposed to just basically not really think about it like that, I, I think. Yeah. Well, there's one other character. Oh, I wanted to mention Carrie has a has a good quote, which is like kind of her perspective on the whole thing. At some point, which was, I can't be hemmed in by my rules. Or, Wait, I can't be hemmed in by rules. I go with my emotions. Yeah. And I like that hemmed in expression. I've never heard that before. Fashion. Yeah, maybe it's because her dress is hemmed so freaking high. <laughs> That's probably right. <laughs> um, but I did want to talk about this other character who's not related to any of our ladies so much, Mike Singer, who Carrie has known for years, but never had sex with because she wanted to keep knowing him for years. Another one of Carrie's quirky friends that doesn't seem like she actually has anything in common with. It's like Skipper. It's like, are you really friends with this person? Like, now you're going to invite him to the bus uh, reveal and we haven't ever seen him and we'd never see him again. It's just, it's sort of, yeah, it's interesting. Skipper's gone, right? Because Miranda's obviously not hanging around Skipper anymore. Do we ever see Skipper again? I guess we'll find out. I think we do. I like, I feel like that's not all of Skipper that's been in, implanted in my brain, but I don't know. Skipper was implanted in your brain? <laughs> By whom? <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about him. Is this one of the side effects of vaccines I've been hearing about? I've, I'm just obsessed. I don't even shower after thinking about him. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, and we never saw him again. 
<laughs> yeah. Don't say he's still out there, not showered. <laughs> yeah. that Miranda Musk. <laughs> Bottle it and sell it. <laughs> but let's talk about Mike Singer and, and his lady, because it, a lot of what his scenes are, well, first off, he sees Carrie at the Thai place, and it's kind of awkward because he cuts them off when they're talking and doesn't really want Carrie talking to her. It's like, man, the, the jig is up. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's already seen you. You don't have to, like, be a jerk now. I know. And it's such a bummer because at least from what Carrie says, it's not like he's trying to um, impress Carrie or have sex with Carrie. So it's like, why are you just being so rude to Lily, who seems like a really great person and mm-hmm. has a lot of knowledge about cheese? And I don't think that's something you should discount. <laughs> Most of our friends are in dairy. Yeah, I mean, that's the hookup right there. I don't know what more you'd want. Uh, yeah. Well, so even though he wants to keep it a secret, he then, the next time he sees Carrie, tells her everything about it. So maybe he could have been nice in person with her there and then not told her everything later. I don't know. But because for some reason they decide to go together to pick out sheets at Bed Bath & Beyond, which reminded me of when they went to go... She went to go help the 20-something pick out a shirt at Banana Republic. Is this a thing people do? I don't know, but I've never seen someone have, like, a conversation on on the bed, like, at a store (laughs) like that. And I've seen it so many times in movies. And I, like, I don't know. It makes me want to do it. (laughs) Like, I want to go to Ikea and just, like, have a therapy session or something. Oh, have a conversation, not do it. Well, I mean... I don't know. I guess it depends on what you're in, you know, what. Yeah. Like, like, there's like a VHS tape of having sex in Ikea. <laughs> yeah. When they're talking, you know, Mike's like laying back, like he's being psychoanalyzed, telling the story. And then he rolls over and they are so close to each other. They're like holding hands, I thought. What's going on? I don't know. It was really bizarre because I. What I thought was like, well, what if Big walked by right now? Like, Carrie would be so... Or Lily. Like, Carrie and Mike would be so disappointed if they saw that from their partners. But yet, they're doing it. It's, like, kind of awkward. Yeah. it's So, he, he tells a story, and he's like, oh, we hang out. But she's not attractive, which she is. She's so... She's adorable. She's so cute. I think she's, like... Yeah. And even Carrie says she's not gorgeous. Well, and Mike, like, what, what do you, you don't really look that great, Mike. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you expect, Mike? Yeah. But I mean, he, it's just, it kind of sucks. And I, I ultimately, uh, you know, he invites her to go public and she breaks up with him for his intimacy issues, which I really like that as a thing. I like that it was something that he did. Yeah, me too. So he gets punished for it, but it's not like, oh, they went public and she what I think would have been more obvious is like actually she was trying to keep it secret from him or trying to keep him a secret because he's a I don't know. Yeah. Not in dairy. And he doesn't really have a good palate for cheese. Right. Embarrassing. But I really like that Lily meets someone else because, you know, I feel bad for her for the first part of this. She deserves it. Like she's really a cool girl. I thought she was, like, my favorite character in this episode, honestly. <laughs> I hope this haunts Mike and he learned something from it. Me he, like, too. thinks of her as the one that got away so he doesn't treat the next nice person he sees that way again. Every time he sees sheep's milk cheese, he better think of Lily. <laughs> and there's one other, you know, he's kind of a minor character, but he's actually kind of a big character because his name is Big. And he's actually a pretty major character. His name is Big. Ugh. Big. Let's talk about all that we have to talk about with Mr. Big today. Okay, so first of all, I couldn't help but wonder, um, does he seem like a guy that you would want to spend time with? <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, I think not, because for me, he doesn't seem to like add a lot to conversations. Like I don't, I like people who want that spark of like putting something into hanging out, not just reacting. Yeah, and he seems like kind of a square, honestly. Like, he just seems like kind of an old guy. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. that's true. And I think that to Carrie, it's like, 
Like, it's this weird, like, paternal energy that's, like, kind of creepy to me. Um, yeah. So we were talking in the earlier episode about how we actually kind of liked Big and we were surprised and we were wondering when the turn was going to come. <laughs> I think for me, it's already here because the way he acts in this one, like, let's just start off right at the beginning where she wears the dress that she got. It's new. It's expensive. and it's Interesting like a dress. It's like, yeah. And then she's like, what does that mean? And he just says, interesting dress. And it's like, that's so... What are you trying to do with that? Like, like I think he's like trying to be like, like, oh, the guy that like says exactly what he's feeling and doesn't play games. But like, that's that is a game because he should have ex- said more about it. Like, that was the only thought in your head. That's boring. That's a boring thought if that's all you have. It sounds more like you're playing a manipulative game. Yeah, and this is where I thought like sort of had like the paternal energy because it's not like, wow, you look really attractive. Like, interesting dress. You look really attractive in it. It's like, interesting dress. Are you going to f***ing wear that to your fifth grade class? You know what I mean? Like, it was like a weird shame kind of thing. Well, and he's like, yeah, I guess that's uh, a sign. And then they get in the limo. And he's like, I can restrain myself. Perfectly capable of restraining myself. And she says that too. And then they start making so many mouth kisses noises. (laughs) Did seem pretty mutual. They both did the, like jumping toward each other so yeah but uh but you know it's kind of that's all they do really in that in that for that day yeah except they go to this chinese restaurant feng wa for Sichuan. oh well i oh, forgot after. we forgot about the sex and like in true carry fashion we don't get to see like any of the any parts of the sexual intercourse like we do with Samantha, we only see the aftermath, which is them on the floor, which is supposed to mean like, wow, it was a great sex. And then Carrie says, a uh, total Michael Scott line, I am declining to speak <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Me and then she too. does speak first, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is, but again, I, a total Michael Scott move. Yeah, I, th- I thought of that too. I'm declining to speak first. Yeah, and then she <laughs> says, uh, if I never see him again, I'll always remember him fondly. That's an <laughs> Yeah, so then we have a couple other scenes. Like, okay, so they go out to eat afterward, and apparently they're having conversations. We just don't get to see them. I don't know why they're so scared of showing us, like, how interesting he is. But uh, <laughs> then... Yeah, Darren Star, come at me with some interesting things about Big. <laughs> He does eventually call her, right? And she says she wasn't going to call him, and I guess she doesn't. When he, And she's worried that she, like, blew it. Yeah, and, and, like, she's even worried during the bus uh, photo premiere because she... Oh, wait. Did she get the call? He doesn't go. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Charlotte says, well, it's probably because you had sex with him on the first date. She's like, yeah. damn it. Well, so she calls him, and I think it's... They're, like, walking, and she invites him, and then that's... Oh, that's right. They run into the friends of his. So what happens is they're walking kind of arm in arm, you know, like not arm in arm, but, you know, like they're he's like got his hand around her and and then they see these people and he immediately like lets go and distances himself from her. And then he says hi to these people, doesn't look at her, does basically the exact same thing that Mike Singer was doing in the restaurant. And then once they've left, he like grabs her again and they keep walking. Yeah. And... She is thinking, like, what? That was weird. And then he invites her to the same Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. that they went to before. And she calls Mike and is like, this is weird, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Is that like a place you would bring someone where you don't want people to run into you? And, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's great for that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then they go to... The bus premiere, which is like where they're waiting for the bus to come drive by with for the first time with the photo of Carrie on it. And like and, we've, and a penis drawn on. Yeah. And she takes it very seriously, which is kind of like in that moment, I would have just started laughing. Like, of course. But she's like yeah. just like so mortified. Like she didn't think that was going to happen <laughs> in New York <laughs> City on a bus. So naive. Yeah. So. And like we've said before in this podcast, the quote on the bus is from a movie um, in the 70s. It doesn't really make sense in the context, um, but that's what it is. It says, Carrie Bradshaw knows good sex and isn't afraid to ask. And this is 
where the bus ad came from, from the opening scene. So, I mean, I guess the opening c- credits took place after this episode. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That's a good point. So they're drinking champagne. On the street. And it's just Samantha, Mike, Carrie, and Charlotte. And they get a little tipsy. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's, it's my good friend, Mike. Everyone knows him. You mean Skipper? Are you talking about Skipper? No, this is Mike. He's my good friend. We've always been friends, and so it's no big deal that he's here. And we're going to look at the bus. Oh, okay. Big is not cool. coming. Oh, yeah. you guys had sex. Yeah, probably. Big has a thing. So. That gets in Carrie's mind that I need to see what's up with this guy. Because what Big says is, oh, I'm not going to be able to make the bus thing, but I'm. if you miss me later, you can give me a call, which is like booty call invitation. Yeah, and so Carrie decides to go over to his apartment after, and she's drunk from um, the champagne. And I honestly thought that Big was going to have another woman in the apartment. I don't know if that was supposed to be what I was supposed to think, but um, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be bad. But no, he's just chilling. He's innocent. He's got nothing to hide. Except, are you you being sarcastic? Um, Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, so she does come in and kind of lay into him with all this stuff, which is I do kind of see both sides of it in this case, because her her bringing all this stuff up at once. I I know you're not supposed to think this, but if 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 I had only gone on two dates with someone and they did that, I'd be like, I'd kind of be thinking, oh, my God, how much worse is this going to get? <laughs> like Stage five clinger. Yeah, but I don't blame Carrie in this case because. Big has explanations for all these things, but I think he's totally gaslighting her because he's like, oh, well, I didn't know the person's name from Aspen. That's why I didn't introduce you. And it's like, first off, you can introduce the person you're with and then they'll say their name. But second off, that was no reason to like let go of her and like step two feet away from her as soon as he saw them either. Like it is weird. It's not it's not. I agree. I agree. That was like that was a poor excuse because you're right. That would have been a, a way for him to find out the name of right. that guy. But even more so, it's it's just like it's just some manipulative bullshit. Like to be like, oh no, you're you're crazy. You're just imagining all of that. I that didn't all happen in the past twenty four hours or whatever it was. But yeah. it did. And uh he's just like, Well, that's uh I'm not gonna argue with you, but that's all explainable. And I just feel like it's you know, there's all these subtle things you can do to to people where they will feel crazy, because, but there's nothing they can point to that well. And the fact that she was even able to point to all these is, like, impressive. But he was acting weird. So what? Yeah, like, why didn't he just say, like, for all those things, he could have handled it so differently. Like, he could have said, oh, man, I'd really like to go to your bus debut, but I have these tickets to the game. Instead, he just <laughs> said, I can't go. Booty call me later. Um, yeah. And he could have said, oh, I, I I really like you or something nice instead of just being this like cold, I only speak in facts way where he d- wasn't even really like that in the other episodes. So that's not really who he is. And like he says, I only know a part of you, but I'm getting to know more in this kind of degrading way. And he also says, well, I just think that that's the best Chinese food in New York. And it's like. Yeah, I get that, but like you did take her there twice, and it was. You don't want to ask. Yeah, she wants to go. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. At this point, I'd be like, okay, this guy's kind of a tool. (laughs) Yeah, it's he's keeping all of the power in this episode, and he's like not really giving her much to work with, and it's making her go crazy. And I think she's going a little crazier than she should, considering they've only been on one date at that first part. But you know, like. It's not good. This is like, and and honestly, I don't even think it's the worst way to be, to be like big or to be like Carrie. But when someone is like that and someone needs all the reassurance and then there's someone else there who says, I will give you no reassurance. I'm just going to say what's happening and make no excuses. They shouldn't be together. They should maybe that they could, maybe that communication style will work well with other people, you know? Yeah. Like if that's not one person's need is the other person not, they're not going to meet them halfway. Then obviously that's bad. Yeah. I will say that I was in a similar situation as Carrie. Like early in my relationship, I showed up really drunk to my partner's apartment and was like, basically, I just needed reassurance too. And he just said, 
just go, you can just go take a nap. And then when I woke up, there was dominoes there. <laughs> so, I mean, come on, big, get it together. She was just, he trying to hide you? That's why he got dominoes. <laughs> He's like, stay in my room, please, and eat this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's cute. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is the point, And it's such a bummer because it didn't last very long, did it? That First we, date. Yeah, we liked Big for maybe less than well he was in the first episode right so we liked him for five episodes he wasn't in the one of the episodes though like the last one i think okay so four he, episodes. he wasn't in it at all yeah and they didn't talk about him because that date was like still coming from the 20 something episode but then last time they just didn't talk about it but well, yeah let's move on to our other segments it was fun already talking about the characters and stuff but i wanted to talk about something called fashion show fashion show fashion show at lunch brunch brunch <laughs> <laughs> um, well, obviously, the biggest fashion moment in this episode is tits on toast, a.k.a. the naked dress, um, a.k.a. the interesting dress. <laughs> it's getting yeah. a lot of screen time. And she even asked Mike in the restaurant, not too naked. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, uh, I don't know. What do you, how do you want me to respond to that? Um, yeah. And it's it's iconic. It is. And it. When she's wearing it in some of the scenes, you do see a lot of nipples. What do you wear under something like this? I was wondering. Nothing on the top? No, you can't wear anything under this because the straps are like as thin as dental floss. Like they're so thin. You can't wear anything. They are. Yeah. But you got to wear something on the bottom because it's also very, very short. I mean, they don't have to. And it kind of might be like a little see-through or a little like sheer. So... She's probably wearing just a new thong and this dress, and that's it. Wow. Well, I mean, and she does wear a coat over it. Yeah, for a coat. Yeah. Um, but not in the Szechuan place, which is interesting because I would think that it would be really cold, you know? Yeah. Well, and you were just mentioning when she, she asked Mike about that, right? Yeah. It's so... I hate to go back, but he says, I've known him for years, but we've never had sex because we want to keep knowing each other for years. That implies that she wants to have sex with him, right? Yeah, or that she's, like, really blasé about sex. Like, she will just have sex with any guy in her life unless she, like, is really, she's really, like, adamant about not having sex. That'll usually just happen. (laughs) Unless they're Skipper. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay, well, I had a fashion one as well, which was Miranda had, like, a white tank on with a blue, like, dark, kind of ambiguously patterned skirt and then she had a like a pale yellow cardigan tied around her neck loosely like on her shoulders like a like a preppy look did you like it i did like it but i've never seen it was like very twee looking or maybe like french pop yeah she always pulls off these really interesting looks i feel like she takes like menswear sort of and kind of plays around with it the only place that i've seen People actually doing that, like for real, tying the sweater around their their shoulders was when I was serving tables in Maine. And like yeah. people would say the word like fabulous, like as a an adjective for things with like a sweater tied around their shoulders. And I was just like, I can't handle this. Um, well, you got to have the sweater tied around your shoulders so that it's handy in case you need it when you're on your sailboat. Yeah, or yacht, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that was a good, that's a good Miranda look. I always love the Miranda looks. There's something that I could never, never imagine. Yeah. I also just wanted to mention Carrie's big pigtails. Oh, the um, low pigtails when they're in the park. Yeah. Like giant fluffy pigtails. I kind of like that look too. It's like, it's young and playful. Yeah. It's, it's like, I, I don't know. They're so frizzy. Yeah. Her hair is so frizzy and in season one and especially after they have sex and they're at the Sichuan place like before she has her hair down but after she puts it back and I think it looks a lot better with the dress like that um, because mm-hmm. it kind of gets the frizz out of her face but she I mean that was really big in the 90s I guess yeah um, um. and then my other fashion show moment was during the bus debut all three of the ladies that are there charlotte samantha and carrie are 
wearing these beautiful fur coats. And I think you mentioned the fur coats before, but they're all different. So they've got like gray, black, and then um, Samantha's got a leopard print one on. And I think that it's a very like New York moment, especially with the party hats that they're wearing. And then the champagne It's like kind of an iconic moment. And I wish Miranda was there for that. Mm, Yeah, but she was too busy. What was she doing? Meanwhile, Miranda was on a date with Ted Baker. Oh, yes, the baker. (laughs) Singer. Not the singer like Mike was. Mike Singer, Ted Baker, yeah. All their names are lies. They have other jobs. Um, (laughs) What about cultural references in our segment, No One Goes There Anymore? Do you have any significant ones? Um, Yes, I do. I have a film called Spanked. (laughs) <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> and a place in a kubrick right yeah yeah exactly and a place called fung wa um but that's fung it wa. <laughs> okay yeah I, I got just a reference to the tv or movie i don't know whatever it is movie shorts the looney tunes when big finishes his explanation all of his excuses and then he says and that's all folks oh yeah that's kind of an old school reference that big would use yeah porky big <laughs> That's all. That's all the gaslighting for now, folks. But wait, there will be more. <laughs> Just wait till you get to later seasons. Yeah. And uh, do you have any pickup lines you really liked? No, I think we talked about them. I guess I don't know um, if this could be considered a pickup line, but interesting dress was like the line. It's like an that, anti-pickup. Yeah. It was like a neg. Yeah. Gross. What about I like it when Ted Baker Miranda's guy says you could buy me dinner and a cat scan (laughs) that was pretty good yeah i like that too and miranda liked it it was a cute way to meet i think it was a meet cute no references to ain't that a kick in the head until they talk about spanking like a fellow once said ain't that a kick in the head yeah (laughs) that was good uh was that was that a good pickup line when he says or when she says the and i just thought you wanted a good spanking <laughs> no. No. It Bad. didn't go well at all, did it? <laughs> did not. Did not at all. What's what's the opposite of a pickup line? A th- throw down line? Yeah. A drop drop it line? A reference to your secret porn collection? That's the opposite of a pickup line. <laughs> it's those kind of inside jokes that people really do not appreciate. <laughs> inside jokes. I'd love to be a part of one someday. That's right. I am declining to speak first. <laughs> I think. That's about it. Do you have do you have any other segments that we should do? We should rate our episode, and then I think we should call it a day. All right. Yeah, I don't even have anything for there's good stuff here because I mentioned it all already. There's good stuff here. Oh, we wanted to go back and just revisit, pop the question. Is secret sex another way in which we deny our feelings and emotionally compartmentalize our lives? Yes or no? Yes. Well, for some uh, of us. Yeah. It's hard to say. I think it depends on the reasons. And I also think that you can't compartmentalize your feelings if you're Carrie, as hard as you might try. That's true. She can't hem in her feelings. No, she can't. And what was the other question? Oh, what are the rules of sex on the first date or rules of waiting? Yeah, I don't know. I've never I've never done that on the first date. Wait, um, I? I mean, it's not not great. Yeah, and I mean, like, date, like, what does that mean, even? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, like, first time meeting someone or first time, like, actually having dinner? Because although Big and Carrie call this their first date, they, like, say, we're actually going to have a real first date. But they've already had, like, three, like, encounters, basically. And so I don't think it really counts as sex on the first date. Yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah, because they've known each other a while. I think that uh, in general, I guess I wouldn't make any of those rules that they're talking about. But I could also see it not working out, even though that sounds really old fashioned. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, probably. I don't know. It might not work out, but it might. Yeah, I think that you would have to like gauge the situation, you know, mm-hmm. um, and everyone's different and everybody meets people on Tinder now. So you probably will have sex on the first date and then. It probably won't be a relationship, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you might as well find out right away. Like Samantha says, isn't it good to find out if the sex is good right off the bat before anyone's feelings get hurt? 
I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea. I just think that you should use a condom and then get tested too regularly. So there's my two cents. (laughs) Yeah, definitely don't not do that. Mm, Wait. mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so let's do our rating then. Okay, so our rating system is obviously a seven point scale. Um, Obviously. Seven out of seven being absolutely six out of of seven. A rent controlled apartment overlooking the park. Which, oh, by the way, speaking of the apartment, this is a different apartment than is in all the other seasons, the one that they're using in season one, because it's above a retail space. And normally her, uh, Carrie's apartment is a brownstone lined with trees. Oh, so different, different shooting location. Um, five out of seven, Manola Blahnik. Four out of seven. I love you, but I love me more. Three out of seven, no one goes there anymore. Two out of seven, I curse the day you were born. One out of seven, my entire life sucks. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, three, two, one. I Four out you, of but seven, I but more. I love me more. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I just feel like this episode is good, but it, it doesn't feel like it's hit its stride yet. And um, yeah. there are a lot of characters that... Um, haven't really like Mike Singer. I don't know. You know, it's just not. Yeah, it's not as good as it is usually. Although it is better than our last few episodes in terms of like what themes were used and how they threaded them through the entire episode. Yeah, I like the themes. Yeah. Okay, I think that's fair. Oh, I, I wanted to mention that uh, that I'm doing another podcast called Judging Books by Their Covers. That comes out every week. So if you want to listen to another podcast that's on there. I almost never mention that I do any other podcasts. Yeah. And if you didn't know, we also are. Well, I'm sure we have some off five fans listening. But if you just found our podcast, uh, The Sex in the City, the podcast, we also did a podcast called The Off Five. And there's a lot of seasons available. We had to take a, a break from it just because. Um, it got too politically charged. <laughs> got a little weird, but we might go back. We probably will, but at this point, it's fun doing Sex in the City, so thanks for listening. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for talking about Sex in the City again, Eddie. You too, Nathan. It's always good to hear your perspective, and I like that we agreed on our immediate hatred of Big. <laughs> It just popped up like a like a prairie dog out of a hole real fast. And we were like, hey, there it is. Whack. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we were like, uh, I wonder how he's going to gradually turn into. Ah, you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I know we were actually saying last week, like or last episode, like, oh, it's so crazy. We actually don't think big is that big of a deal. And then now it's just yeah. like, oh, there he is. There he is. Well. Our, got a long time with him, so we should we should try to get along. We should try, yeah, but I mean, eh. or is that just enabling? <laughs> I know. <laughs> enabling Carrie's bad relationship. I know. We have someone has to tell her what's what. Twenty years later. <laughs> oh, and also, if you had thoughts about us changing the format this time, I think that worked pretty well. I I like the talking about the characters the most. Um, so I think getting to talk about them earlier on is probably better than than like getting stuck forever talking about trivia and stuff like that. But if you strongly disagree, send us an email at the sex in the city of the podcast at gmail.com or vice versa if you like it. And sorry for spoiling True Detective for everyone. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry she did that too. <laughs> on behalf of both of us. <laughs> Even oh, though then. I am also the victim here. So. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Oh, God. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>